the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That, that welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show by the way hour two here on this Monday this Halloween edition of tonight's Andrea K show uh, don't you just imagine that that's going to be the response of the Democrats the day after the midterms I mean that's that's if we actually have the results the day after the midterms because you know how they love to be playing games uh, with uh, the the elections right like they knew they knew election night in the primaries that Carrie Lake had won but they wanted to, to deny her the win and they were looking for any means possible in which to steal it from her but whether it happens uh, that night election night like it used to be in the good old days like it does in France because they got rid of France and Mexico got rid of everything but same day voting uh, in person and with ID and with that, they actually increased voter turnout, particularly in Mexico, because people started having more trust in the elections. And you know what? They're able to get the results all done same day. We need a return to that. But however it happens, whether it's uh, that day or the next day, we know that the Democrats are going to be screaming because they are going to have lost uh, control. In fact, it's interesting because... Uh, the desperate play from the from the the Paul Pelosi situation. I'm going to say it again. Um, it needs to be addressed. Ignoring it because under the idea of well, you know, we got bigger issues to fight now. That's how we're in this mess because the Democrats push and push and push. They use every story, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every opportunity to push their agenda. And Republicans slough it off. They go, oh, this is just a distraction. We're not going to focus on it. No, we can walk and chew gum. We can address every issue they try to shove on us and push back against it. Take the playbook from Carrie Lake, for example. But here is, um, and and here's uh, Terry McAuliffe. I don't know if you guys remember, but the old Bill Clinton uh, Hillary Clinton buddy Terry McAuliffe. I think he was, it might have been chief of staff at one point. Here is him saying what it's going to be looking like the for the Democrat Party if they don't keep the Senate. Virginia, it's much smaller because nothing else is on the ballot, just New Jersey and Virginia. And turnout isn't what it should be. We got to turn our folks out in a presidential year. Our democracy, the fate of our country. And if the Republicans get the Senate this time, the 2024 Senate map for Democrats is really tough. We could be out of this for four, six years. I'm talking judges, everything that affects your lives. So, folks, wake up, get out there. I need you voting in presidential level turnout. Don't stay home. It's too important. Okay, thank you so much. That's actually a message that we got to get out to the Republican Party as well. Everything is on the line here. See what he said? He talked about judges. If you care about what's gone on and the weaponizing of the DOJ and the FBI, if you care anything at all about what's happening with the kids and how parents are being being uh, dragged and treated as domestic terrorists, if you care at all 
about about uh, children being indoctrinated and what's going on inside their minds. If you care at all about any of the issues in this country, we've got to get out because they will if they regain control, if they keep control of the Senate and 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 the house what they plan to do to us is absolutely disgusting and despicable nobody's mentioning covid um but i think that the the democrats know that even though it's not a top issue right now because the top issue right now is people being able to fill up the gas tanks drive to work feed their kids it is still on the ballot and one of the reasons why it's on the ballot and one of the reasons why the Democrats are, are looking at it is not just because they know that the voters care about it and they don't want a repeat of what happened. There's still Americans that are that are under the weight of mandates if they're federal workers. But also the Democrats are worried about the pandemic and worried about uh, what happened for, for Democrats is they don't want accountability. They don't want accountability in the form of votes against them over what happened with COVID. They don't want any accountability to the forces within the U.S. government that exploited COVID to the tune of killing Americans and continuing to kill Americans with shots and shot mandates. Uh, They don't want any accountability in the form of investigations as to what went on and how much the American people were lied to. They certainly don't want any investigations into Fauci, his money and what he did, Dr. Burks and what she did. The CDC, Walensky, and all the rest of them, they don't want any accountability there. They want to continue to keep you stupid and to not understand. And so then in the course of doing that, they're laying the groundwork to um, ask for something through the Atlantic. The Atlantic did an article today that basically was asking, is it time to do pandemic, to offer, quote, pandemic amnesty, pandemic amnesty? Um, and the and before you go, well, this is just one writer for the Atlantic. Oh no, we cannot. It, you know, it, every Democrat narrative begins with one person, or 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 it begins with years ago when I were when I cautioned that the city council in Seattle was bringing white people in and doing uh, you know struggle sessions and white privilege and hate yourself white sessions uh, with the city workers. Uh, I said, we must pay attention to this because this will happen nationally. And sure enough, it did. So the so the Atlantic, which is the bastion of liberal ideology and liberal think, put out an article today asking for and suggesting that there be something called pan- pandemic amnesty. In other words, she wrote an article to justify decisions that were made by people. And then suggesting that going forward and and suggesting that the decisions that were made were done from a basis of innocence and lack of information and, quote, uncertainty. And that based upon that, everyone involved in the decisions should be granted pandemic amnesty. Hail no, H-A-Y-E-L. Hail no. Not only am I not offering or considering pandemic amnesty, I want absolute misery and punishment inflicted on everybody from the highest levels of the U.S. government all the way down to whatever local sheriff's deputy with a badge decided to terrorize American citizens on the basis of a virus and lies that were being spewed by the U.S. government. I mean, I want pain. 
because pain was inflicted on the American people. Children killed themselves from being locked in their homes and not being allowed to go to go to school. People died of drug overdoses. People died because they didn't get cancer treatment. People died because they didn't get cancer diagnosis. People died alone as senior citizens because the Democrats wouldn't allow you. While they did how many six funerals of George Floyd, you couldn't go hold you couldn't hold a funeral for a loved one or hold the hand of a senior citizen who died. They denied therapeutics in order to push a shot that they knew was not efficacious and forced it into the arms of not just American citizens, but pregnant women. They have killed for their lies, and they're not going to get away with it because uncertainty. Bygones, no, it ain't happening. No. And we need to send a message to the Republican Party going into the midterms that we're not interested in doing any pandemic amnesty, and they better represent us. There best be accountability. And I'm not even interested so much in it being in the form of let's find out about how it leaked out of the Wuhan lab. I'm not interested in that. You do gain of function research in a lab and you got to expect that something's going to leak out. That's the low hanging fruit, Rand Paul. I'm interested and why the U.S. and I don't want to hear about accountability from China. China you know, needs to pay us back for this. No, we use taxpayer money. This was a manipulated, man-made, deadly virus, intentionally through the use of gain of function, made as lethal as possible. That got out of that lab, and then the U.S. continued to use taxpayer money to force a disinformation campaign on us. Meant to impose the most draconian, communistic, fascistic controls over us that they intend to be permanent and some continue to be. So, no, I'm not interested in pandemic amnesty. Here's how it's being couched in case, you, in case you're curious. This person starts talking about in April 2020, her family goes out on a hike and they're all wearing uh, masks that she concocted from old bandanas and, you know, a, a, a child got too close to her then four-year-old on a bridge and he yelled at her social distancing. And, and she goes on to say these precautions were totally misguided. In April 2020, no one got the coronavirus from passing someone else hiking. Outdoor transmission was vanishingly rare. And you know what? Anybody with a brain knew it. I did at the time and talked about it at the time. She says, our cloth masks made out of old bandanas danas wouldn't have done anything anyway. But the thing is, we didn't know. Oh, yeah, we knew. We knew. Fauci had already said that masks didn't work. Healthcare officials like family members of mine in the medical profession said, these masks do not work. Why did you think that a bandana put her? We, there were memes all over the place where, where people were putting masks on their face and smoking a cigarette and the smoke was going everywhere. How did you not know? What in the world? At that point in April 2020, it was before the mass formation psychosis set in. To this day, I can't figure out how people that I personally know bought into such BS. People that I consider to be of above average intelligence suddenly believed that the people on the one hand who were telling you we don't know anything about this virus are telling you on the other hand you better stay inside your home, cover yourself with the masks, and if you do go outside your home, stay six feet away from people outside. If you don't know, you don't know. She goes on to say, I've been reflecting on this lack of knowledge thanks to a class I'm co-teaching at Brown University on COVID. This is a person teaching about COVID? There's lots of lessons here. And the lesson is, is how to not 
be swayed by the insanity and panic porn being pushed by people like this individual. We're going to take a break. We come back. I'm going to continue this discussion about pandemic amnesty because I'm not interested in granting amnesty to anybody who participated in this or anybody who's trying to push for amnesty now. Ooh, good, good use of music for my tone. They should be afraid, very afraid of the Republicans if they get power. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer San Diego and FM 96.1 North County. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Continuing on with my um, pushback against the idea and the notion that's that's going, going to uh, y'all are going to start hearing more and more and more pandemic amnesty, pandemic amnesty, and this will become a thing. They're laying the groundwork now because they know that the Democrats are going to lose big in the midterms, and they want amnesty for everybody involved in draconian shutdowns. While at this, at not just the shutdowns, but all the tyranny involved. And by the way, that tyranny continues. Case in point, before I get back a little bit more into this article. Uh, Peter McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough, who uh, works with Dr. Jane Orient, who I've had on the show many, many times uh, from the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons. They were against Obamacare takeover. They're always at the forefront of medical freedom and the truth about uh, U.S. government involvement and controls over our health care system. And Peter McCullough works with them. And you've all seen him. Uh, on many different uh, TV outlets and and read a lot of his work. He said this yesterday, and this was, I think, over the weekend, he tweeted, yesterday I was stripped of my board certifications in internal medicine and cardiology after decades of perfect clinical performance, board scores, and hundreds of peer-reviewed publications. None of this will stop until there is a needle in every arm. So at the same time where they're trying to lay the groundwork for pandemic amnesty, the push is still on to have every American jabbed with these shots while Thomas Massey, Congressman Massey tweeted out Pfizer's original vaccine trial, which contained 1200 participants with evidence of, with evidence of prior infection showed no benefit from their shots for those who had evidence of prior infection at CDC lied, said the study showed it was 92% efficacious for those with evidence of a prior infection. No, I'm not interested in pandemic amnesty to the people who've gotten these shots and had blood clots, myocarditis, pericarditis, heart attacks, lost loved ones who dropped dead every day. It's more and more reports of some celebrity or some well-known person who dropped dead from, we now have sudden adult death syndrome from Carter Ash to sports figures, 17 year olds, Congress people's daughters. We know from embalmers that they're finding circuitry, like material hardwiring going on inside of people's uh, arteries. If you want to take the shot, I'm not here to tell you not. But the truth is, is I don't know anybody who's gotten the shot was given the truth about these shots and what was going on with these shots before they made that decision. And every American is supposed to be able to have informed consent, which is why every uh, medicine that you see with a commercial run on it has about five seconds of somebody running around showing how great life is among the fields of flowers. Uh, And then the rest minute and a half of the commercial is all the side effects related to that. But you're not allowed to have that. This is the first time in the United States in which a a, uh, shot uh, and you can see the video of Dr. Fauci talking years ago how it takes about 12 years to bring a shot to market. Go look at the VAERS report. 
which is only about 1% of the reporting, and see that almost 50,000 people have died. Millions have adverse reactions. And they knew all of this before they decided to try to force Americans to be injected with it. If you're a pregnant woman, you're not even supposed to eat a can of tuna. Yet they didn't care. They forced these shots on pregnant women, and they're going to continue to try to force it. So, no, I'm not interested. Not only am I not interested in pandemic amnesty, I'm interested in continuing to push for the truth to be shared with the American people and for those that lie to the American people have caused millions of deaths across this country. And that's just the ones that we've had so far, not the ones coming down the road that they face prison time. This idiot goes on in this article to say, Getting back to the choices. Look, we just didn't have enough information back when choices were made. And people just, good people on both sides decided at some point, uh, this next example she lays out for pandemic amnesty is that there is now an emerging consensus that schools were closed for too long. No, there's the the reality that those of us were correct in the beginning was that schools never needed to be shut down in the first place. Should have never been shut down day one. So even as this person is pushing for pandemic amnesty, this person is still pushing lies and propaganda. Another example she puts out there is when the vaccines came out, we lacked definitive data on the relative efficacies of the Johnson and Johnson shot versus the mRNA options from Pfizer and Moderna. The mRNA vaccines have won out. Is that what I just read to you? They knew the reason why there was no data about the shots. The issue with the shots is not about J&J versus mRNA shots. That's not the issue here. The issue is, is that the CDC, the NIH, and the NIAID all knew that these shots were crap. And they pushed them anyway. And why? Money. Money and power. This person goes on to say, obviously, some people intended to mislead and made wildly irresponsible claims. Remember when the public health community had to spend a lot of time and resources urging Americans not not to inject themselves with bleach? (laughs) First of all, Donald Trump did not tell people to go inject themselves with bleach. Second of all, anybody that was going to inject themselves with bleach, quite frankly, that's what Darwin meant when he talked about survival of the fittest. Was that Darwin when he was that Darwin's theory? I don't know. Stupidity uh that that is that is how you weed the herd, right? Thin the herd, stupidity. This government didn't have to we do not have a large percentage of Americans so dumb that they would go inject themselves with bleach because of a joke a president made. Anybody who's willing to do that, bye. Um Given the amount of uncertainty, almost every position was taken on every topic. No. There wasn't a variety of topics. Either you were for the shutdowns or you were against them. There was, there was, there's no room for a variety of different topics. Either you were for the government locking healthy people inside of their homes and forcing healthy people to get tested without any symptoms, or you were against it. Either you understood after Fauci admitted he lied about masks, the masks never worked, or you didn't. We didn't have a variety of of opinions on every topic. That's just nonsense. The people who got it right, for whatever reason, may want to gloat. You're dang right. I'm gonna. It's not about gloating. This is where this is where the people who were right all along, like myself, are not allowed to mention it. We're supposed to give a pass to the people that sought to destroy us. How many people lost their jobs because they dared 
speak up about this? How many people were ostracized? How many families' relationships were ruined? No, I'm not bygonesing with you. And yeah, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna tout the fact that I was one of the few people that got it right from the very beginning. Of course I am. Those who got it wrong for whatever reason may feel defensive and retrench into a position that doesn't accord with the facts. All of this gloating and defensiveness continues to gobble up a lot of social energy and to drive the culture wars, especially on the Internet. In the face of such uncertainty, getting something right had a hefty element of luck, had nothing to do with luck. Here's what's really important to say about this. What it had to do with was not allowing panic to overcome reason and common sense. That's ultimately what it was about. It never made sense what was being said. There was never any data to back it up. And you don't shut down a $3 trillion economy. You don't lock healthy people into their homes without any data to back it up. Common sense and reasoning. And if I was ever going to allow myself to be overtaken with panic, it wouldn't be from a deep state Government hack like a Fauci. I don't have the capacity to be manipulated by somebody that obviously phony and manipulative and deceitful and malignant in character. He's a malignant narcissist. I can't be manipulated. The lesson that needs to be learned for people out there is to not be fooled and to say never again. Somebody tweeted out the other day that the point in which your loved ones had to die alone is when we should have put an end to it. It didn't even need to get that far. It didn't need to get that far. When the U.S. government says you you have to be locked inside of your home and shut your business down, the answer collectively from 330 million Americans needed to be no. No. There's nothing in the U.S. Constitution that gives you the right to tell me I can't leave my home. There's nothing in the, in the U.S. Constitution that tells you in the right, even of emergency powers, you've got the right to completely shut down lives. There is nothing in the U.S. Constitution that grants that ability to the U.S. government. And if we had all said no at that point initially, no. There's some businesses here in San Diego County that never shut down. This article goes on to say we have to put these fights aside and declare a pandemic a- a amnesty while forgiving the hard calls that people had no choice but to make with imperfect knowledge. No. Not offering any pandemic amnesty. All right. What do you guys say? Do you, are you willing to offer pandemic amnesty to anybody? 888-344-1170. I am not. Going to take a little tiny little break. And then we've got uh, half an hour left of tonight's Halloween edition of the Andrea K Show. Stay tuned. Don't go away. So I'm still getting emails. First of all, here's an email that has to do uh, from listeners. Email me at Andrea K Show, by the way, with your comments on anything. Our 24-hour comment line is 844-814-5227. Here's an email from a listener about, um, I, I played a clip earlier about how CNN is demanding that the Republican Party pull any ads related to Nancy Pelosi before the midterms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice try, Chica. 
Here's what a listener put, uh, emailed. The unmitigated gall of these dim Dems saying we should pull all ads before midterms. They should run maybe Waters telling everyone to get in their face. Tlaib saying they would impeach the SOB. Who the blank do they think they are? Oh, that's right. Rashida Tlaib was saying on election night, I think it was back in, in uh, was it the 2018 midterms when Rashida Tlaib uh, won her seat. She was draped in a Palestinian flag. I think that was the night she did. And she was screaming how they needed to um, impeach the mf is actually what she called Donald J. Trump. So absolutely disgusting. Um, let's see another email here related to uh, Dr. Phil. Oh, another email. Happy Monday, please. What have you heard about pandemic amnesty? Will it ever end? Um, okay, so we just talked about the pandemic amnesty. I should have read that before and made it seem like I was responding to, <laughs> to the, um, okay, I just watched Ms. K's staunch defense of patriarchy on an episode of Dr. Phil. Wow. Quote, running around with their parts coming out was surely an understatement, LOL. Suggestion for Ms. Censor. Um, if you're so shocked and offended by things you see, look away, move on. Okay, first of all, I didn't say um, with their parts coming out. I said they were shoving their parts in people's faces. So if you're going to quote me, quote me correctly. Um, and, and by the way, it's not as uh, – it, this is how stupid the left is with this. And this is – you know what? I, I wasn't – I didn't even promote my appearance on the Dr. Phil show. I wasn't even going to really talk about it. But I'm actually glad because this is a, a part of a, a, the destruction of the fabric of America, the destruction of our culture, that unfortunately so many men and women are actually – it just goes to show how gullible people are, right? That somebody would actually think – male or female, that empowerment for a woman comes with her disrobing herself publicly and airing her, putting her wares all out there for the world to see. It's, it's minimizing a woman's value. How do you not understand that? As, as a friend of mine said the other day, who, last night I got a text from somebody who watched the episode and said, you know what, Th- hat tip to you because my value as a woman, I never got my, how does she say it? She said, um, I, never saw, I never got my value from a tube top right? What does this have to do with the patriarchy, by the way? This isn't my, me suggesting that women value themselves more uh, than just getting their sense of self-worth off of the re- response from a man from my body. That, that's, not, that's not supporting the patriarchy. That's, that's the feminist position. The old feminist position was, I'm going to burn my bra. I don't, have to, I don't have to make my chest look good. I don't have to make myself look good for any man. I don't have to please any man with how I look. That's the feminist position. The, 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 the patriarchy is the one that wants women to have to walk around looking hot and sexy for them in heels while baking a turkey. That's the patriarchy. The, the message of empowerment is the one in which women value themselves enough in which they put their most important body part. And this is what I said on the Dr. Phil show. My most important body part is my brain. And that's what I always I put forward. And by the way, women, let me just tell you this. Back in the day, in my corporate America days, when I was young, 25 years old, I was able to make men drool wearing a business suit. 
says everything about you and your lack of game that you think, and this is this is my point, you obviously don't have any high opinion of yourself if the only way that you think that you can appeal to a man is with your breast and your butt hanging out. And by the way, it should not be incumbent on somebody else to have to look away. If I'm on an escalator and some woman above me has cut the butt cheeks out of her shorts, I'm supposed to do what? And you all know, and the reason why you're doing it is to get a certain reaction from a man. And then when he gives it, when the dogs react to the, and start salivating at the dinner bell, then you can blame the men. This isn't about an attack on men. Rant over. And I'm going to continue to rant about it because this is, has been a key part of the, uh, the cultural Marxist movement uh, of the left seeking to destroy uh, the male-female relationship, what, uh, what the traditional roles are. And most importantly, it's about, it's about telling, denying women uh, self-respect. Here's, what, here's another comment I got. I appreciate you expressing the views for so many elegant and classy women on the Dr. Phil show. You did an outstanding job. They're sexualizing themselves. But wait, society should stop sexualizing them. Yeah, that was the, one of the common comments. One young female would never take responsibility because her mother taught her that it's not you, it's them. Kudos to you, Miss Kay, for not losing your mind. It's hard sometimes to not lose your mind. It's absolutely hard. Let me tell you one thing that's losing my mind because this is what's going on with the with the encouraging young women to and by the way, speaking of attacks on men, if men were roaming around with their with their male parts hanging out of their shorts, would they not be arrested? Is there anybody that would be saying, Well, just don't look at it? Is that what the is that what society would be saying? Well, I mean, outside of a pride parade, because that's acceptable in the pride community. But I'm talking about straight men, right? This is about part of the part of this is about sexualizing younger and younger and younger people. The end game here for the left in this country is perversion. And it's not just that the LBGT community wants to pee at it at the end, pedophilia, and to normalize pedophilia. It's across the board. Case in point, who knows the name? Who knows what the word age queer means? I didn't know what it meant the other day either until I saw um, the, the left. They love to play word games. Here's the latest. This definition was posted on Twitter uh, by a lefty. So what exactly is age queer? Simply put, says this person, it is the refusal to conform to the social constructs of age, namely rejecting the young forward slash old binary, embracing the measurement of time without clinging to the idea that time is linear. Time is not linear. Age is not a binary. First of all, do you have any idea what that meant, Jalapeno, when you heard that? Your eyes are glazing over. It's because it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of um, non-speak, Right. Because that's, you know, the, the, the Democrats are literally manufacturing words that make no sense whatsoever in order to justify evil. Basically what this, what this is, and, and I don't know why the word queer has to be, you know, involved in here. Basically what they're saying is there's no such thing as age. That age is just a social construct. Now, why would they be pushing this out? Why would the left be pushing out that age is... is just a social construct. And why would they call it age queer? 
because this is about saying that, um, oh, let me put it this way. Remember when Whoopi Goldberg said on The View that when Roman Polanski drugged up a 14-year-old to have sex with her that it wasn't, quote, rape-rape? That's what this is about. That's what all of this is about. It's about normalizing sex between adults and children. And you can argue whether or not the age of consent should be 17 or 18 or 19. You could argue that at a certain point, you know, um, I mean, I do think at a certain point, age isn't so much a factor. Does it really matter if a 40-year-old marries a 50-year-old? Does it really matter if there's a 15-year age difference or whatever? Does it even really matter if you've got like a Demi Moore married Ashton Kutcher? I don't. I think she was 50 at the time, and I think, I don't remember how old he was. He was young. He was in his 20s. But there is in no way is it, it uh, it's absolutely beyond disgusting that this is, this is the foundation that's being laid. That children are sexual beings. That's what all of the pornography in our schools, that's what all these drag queen story hour nonsense is about. It's about sexualizing of children and to lay the foundation to normalize sex between adults and children. I'm going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K show. So don't you go away. AK, dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K, whatever you call her. She's on the answer, San Diego. I haven't spent a whole lot of time talking about Twitter um, for a couple of reasons. Um, I think the biggest aspect of Twitter and social media for me is the complete um, how the the government has colluded with big tech in order to control our lives, control the outcome of elections. It's less of a story for me about Elon Musk. Um, I don't view him as some kind of a hero. There are still there's still somebody today, I think, who was. uh, Yeah, I mean, there was a fact check that was put on Joe Biden for claiming um, he tweeted out today, we lost over 100,000, 180 manufacturing jobs under the last guy. We've created 700,000 manufacturing jobs on my watch. Uh, there was a fact check put over it saying readers added context. They thought people might want to know the tweet is conflating, regaining lost jobs with creation of new jobs that never existed before. That's great. But there's still people, um, that I know that still can't get back on Twitter. Uh, there's still shadow banning going on. Um, I, I, I don't view any one individual as a knight in shining armor rolling in to save us. And I certainly don't view Elon Musk that way. Um, today, the big news is that he shut down his board of governance. I mean, look, I mean, you know, if you're going to stay on Twitter, I mean, is it better that, that, you know, he's there versus others? I think it remains to be seen. What is the full effect of him? I, I'm in I'm in a wait and see mode. I'm from I'm from the show me state, right? Um, people are hysterical today, even some conservatives saying that he shouldn't have gotten rid of his governance. You know, the left is like, how dare this guy actually decide he wants to run his own company? Um, that shouldn't be allowed. In fact, here is a congressman. I think he's a congressman, Mo Khanna. Uh, here's what he had to say uh, today. If I can pull up my clip, you. No. Suddenly my clips are not working for me. Basically what he's saying in this clip is that the, uh, how can the government let 
Elon Musk run his own company. The Dems should not allow Elon Musk to run his own company. Um, what, because it's a social media company? He says Jeff Bezos isn't allowed to control the Washington Post. He used another example of somebody over media. Well, a couple of things come to mind here. First of all, uh, the it's it's not the govern the government does not have a right to tell anybody whether or not it's an individual or who who they should appoint to run a country, I mean, run a company. Second of all, sounds like that's kind of an admission that Twitter is not a, it, it, that is actually a publishing outfit. And if it's a publishing outfit, then the protections from 230 don't apply, right? You can't have it both ways. There's a, there's, was a story breaking, I didn't have time to get into it today, that has to do with Facebook colluding with the government and other socials and setting up portals so that they could control the information to us. Big tech collusion is the biggest story. And how is that going to be solved? Right? I don't I don't know what Elon Musk is going to do. Uh, some people are saying they're getting more followers back and they're not shadow banned or whatever. Um, he has fired uh, three key people. I think he needs to clean house. I think he needs to get rid of about 80% of the people there. Right. I mean, it, 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 you know, I it, some conservatives are saying, well, he needs to be controlling this or that it either either social media is going to be what they were supposed to be initially, which is not publishing houses, not controlling content and just allowing them to be platforms in which people express themselves or they're not. I'm still not going to invest a whole lot of time on Twitter. I don't invest a whole lot of time on any of the socials, to be honest with you. Um, I it, so that's my take there. And of course, another Dem said, "Well, you know, what if what if George Soros bought Twitter? How would people react?" Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, conservatives would probably just continue to. Some would continue to use it, and some wouldn't. Um, you know, probably the same way. You know, a lot of people. You know, China owns TikTok, and people still use it. So that's kind of a dumb analogy. Hey, happy Halloween. If you're out tonight, stay safe. We love you. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Jalapeno, for sitting in tonight for DJ Skins and playing awesome tunes as usual and making me laugh. And we'll see you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.